Hey everybody, Frank here. Uh, with a quick announcement, Dan and I are planning a holiday meetup on Thursday, December 21st, right before Christmas, and we'd like you to join us. We're going to do a quick walk around Temple Square, won't that be fun, and then hit a bar or something downtown, hang out with you guys, chat, and uh, spread some holiday cheer. So if you'd like to join us, send us an email, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the address to send that to and let us know that you want to come along. We'll keep you in the loop as we get closer to the date with like time and where exactly to meet us. I hope you can join us. Well, from snowy and Trumpy, Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> it's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Uncle Mark from The How-To Heretic, and occasionally uh, from this seat on TGIA. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and coming up today on the show, we're going to be talking about courtship culture, the evangelical courtship culture. Some uh, tips. Some tips on how to engage, how yeah. to make it work for you. Yeah. How to get your 15-year-old yeah. at the mall. How to get a learner's if permit and a husband <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> we laugh because it's so oh. funny. Yeah, of course, this is the ongoing uh, discussion about Roy Moore. Uh, good old Uncle Roy. Yeah. With his uh, Ten Commandments bags Roy. of candy. <laughs> handing them out to... Down at the hey, playground. Would you, like some, uh, would you like some candy, little girl? <laughs> the classic American pedophile. <laughs> oh, God. Gross. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Well, first up, uh, should I go first? Sure. All right. Well, turns out there's a there's a big development at the Church of Sweden that's uh, <laughs> no, no kidding. That's upsetting a few people. Uh, they are officially going to stop referring to God as he or Lord. Uh, God is now gender neutral. Mm. Um, the church says that God is beyond human gender determination. And, uh, so they're, uh, they're, they're shifting their whole thing. It's going to start in May or something like that during the Pentecost actually. And, oh, uh, Pentecost. <laughs> the great, those are great times. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, uh, no more, no more heat. Huh? How about that? Yeah. I wonder if, if. Because it's so cold in Sweden, much like it is in the studio right now, <laughs> that they're just, you know, they're just shivering and their heads are full of stupid ideas. And, you know, they forgot that God is clearly a he. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess the there, you know, the, this is some of the controversy that has popped up about this is that it now makes belief in the traditional uh, understanding of the Trinity little bit more complicated you know you have god the father mm. you know jesus christ you know yeah like, it was all, it was an how is it was an all-male three-way prior to this <laughs> yeah exactly and so like what are you to do now i mean is i mean jesus clearly is a he yeah. so i mean i mean that's just a, that's a seem, science fact this doesn't even seem christian anymore yeah this seems downright uh I don't know. Well, it's spacey. First, this is a little spacey. It is a little spacey, and it's it, you don't want to mis misgender your god. But it, it be, you know, first question I have is: Sweden has a church anymore at all? Like, well, this is the former state church right. of Sweden. Uh, it is now, I think, 
a lot less officially so uh it's uh it's evangelical lutheranism uh whatever that is uh <laughs> sounds, i think that's wonderful that's the good one uh, yeah. clearly yeah if, we go, if they're coming to these conclusions right they're not they're not you know uh missouri synod right you I, know I, lutherans I, I think there's a there's a rush in atheism to say all religions are equally bad right all religions are bad yeah some are way worse than others right as far as like outcomes of human happiness survival and sure genital integrity <laughs> right but i would say these guys are probably i'm guessing they're probably closer to like universal unitarian like yeah eh. yeah you know like if you're going to be forced to like if you guns to your head yeah and you have to just pick a pick one right. pick one off the list you have to join it yeah you know i'm not gonna be like no give me the gun yeah you know i'm i'm I'd probably I'd go pick, for these uh, guys. Church of Sweden. These guys are probably not going to, you know, drive a car bomb into a marketplace. No, no, right? No, they're going to be driven into. Right. <laughs> probably. So. Well, good for them. So, yeah. gender neutral God. Gender neutral God. This is one more step toward just basically no God. No God. Exactly. You it's know, like, like oh, God doesn't have a gender. Well, does yeah. God even have to exist? You're starting you know? to realize that a, a he doesn't. He, they <laughs> don't really matter. Right. Right. And that if if you if human beings can decide what the gender of this thing is yeah. then it means it's not really a thing right well i was actually though thinking a little bit about what this could mean for uh the trans people of sweden who might mm. still be religious mm -hmm. or just in sweden and hearing this message from the former state church right right um or anybody who might be sort of uh you know gender fluid or whatever this this is actually a really powerful message i would think if you were you yeah. know if you'd had some gender fluidity right. yourself right you know in your life right to see something I, I don't know how conservative or powerful an institution that the church of sweden is still seen in society there seen yeah. as but yeah i mean if a if a what is probably traditionally a very conservative organization is like eh, it's better that we Let's not focus on this whole he thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's got to be, it's got to say something, I would think. Yeah. I so, wonder if any of your trans-Swedish listeners would like to chime in. Maybe they will. F the lines are open. <laughs> you can call, call in. Call now. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I have a fun one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this is, uh, this is less um, uh, gender positive or sex positive, <laughs> but it's pretty damn funny. Okay. Um <laughs> Lance Wallnow, whoever that guy is, says Trump will have an encounter with God and start quoting the Bible at an unprecedented rate. Now, first oh. of all, the rate of precedented Bible quotation for Donald Trump <laughs> is like a couple of major dick tripping disasters. Right. With two Corinthians. And right, right, right. What a, remember that time he, somebody asked him what his favorite Bible verse was and he said, it's too private. Is that what he said? Yeah. It's too personal. It's too personal. It's too personal. <laughs> it's probably in... Wasn't, wasn't just all of them. It's, it, it's the one... <laughs> yeah, all of them, Katie. <laughs> it's the one in the Song of Solomon about the amount of... of uh, uh, isn't it Song of Solomon? The amount of uh, semen <laughs> is like that of a donkey or something. You know, you know That's his favorite verse. It's probably his favorite verse. <laughs> it's just too personal. Yeah. Um, so right-wing preacher... Lance Wallnow streamed a video last night in which he declared that President Trump has been chosen and anointed by God. And we might talk about this a little later, 
this idea and prophesies that Trump will have a divine encounter with God in January that will cause him to quote the Bible in public at an unprecedented rate. (laughs) Please don't make this worse. (laughs) In the name of Jesus, I prophesy that Donald Trump is going to experience a fresh encounter of the Lord in January of this new year and begin Bible quoting. Yeah, you already said that. Uh, Not since Lincoln will we find a president who will be such a quoter of the Bible. He is going to find verses and apply them to national incidents Mm. and international situations. All right. Uh, Well, now called for God's anointing to fall upon Trump uh, so that Trump's enemies cannot entrap him. May this man be anointed with fresh oil from on high so that he... Uh, That's all he needs. So that he is More so... More oil. That's what that man needs. So, oh, my God. You're going to vomit. <laughs> so that he is so slippery, the enemy can't get hold of him. Oh, God. And he keeps on eluding the snare of the fowler. No. Uh, and they've, uh, they will fall into the pit they have dug for themselves, he declared. For it is not against man that they are fighting, but against he whom God has anointed... And who is, who is man to question who God has chosen? <laughs> I just can't wait for like Trump just verbatim recalling the Sermon on the Mount or something like that. Oh it's just, God. I just love, like I was reading about, I read this article this week about uh, Trump's diet. Yeah. And uh, the, the four, the four food groups. He doesn't need any more that, oil. That, that, that he eats are filet fish pizza. Um, <laughs> it was Kentucky fish, Fried Chicken, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and Diet Coke. Those are the four food groups of Donald Trump. Fuck. So yeah, more oil. Let's anoint the. He's he's already anointing. I'm himself. in my 40s, and I'm like, I never eat fast food because I'm like, oh, if I eat one Burger King hamburger, I'm gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's not true. That's not. But it's on my but mind. It's your, oh yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. my mind. Yeah, and he eats apparently like half a bucket of chicken. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, maybe the same article it was. where it was he had for one dinner two big, two Big Macs and two fillet of fish, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was like, "That's thirty eight hundred calories or something." <laughs> oh my God, that's so and disgusting. probably <laughs> half a pound of salt. Well, I mean, you see him out of a out of a suit and just like in his golf Ugh. wear, and you're like, "Yeah, that that makes sense." Out of his giant hefty bag suit, yeah. But just, it, yeah, it just goes to show how slimming a suit can be, you, how flattering a, a man's suit a, can a be. A poncho. Do you remember? Do you remember? It used to be a thing that the president would have a physical every year. Oh yeah, and it was reported. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, okay, the president's blood pressure is this, and he's mm-hmm. could lose a couple pounds, and but he's fine. You right. know. Uh, I wonder if we're going to find out if we're not ever going to be public again. Well. Go the way of his tax returns. Exactly. It's in a vault at the IRS somewhere. So (laughs) anyway, look for the president to be oilier, slipperier, and Bible-ier. Oh, great. Because that'll be awesome. Well, here's some news from Greece that's actually strange and surprising. Following on the greasy story. Just weird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just more greasy. Oh, that Greece. Uh, Yeah. The the country. The country Greece. Uh, uh, They're doing away... With uh, they're apparently in Western Thrace, um, which region, borders yeah. yeah, which I believe borders Turkey. Okay, okay, I think um, there is still on the books laws that enforce compulsory Sharia. 
In Greece. In Greece. Okay. Now this goes back to the uh, end of the Ottoman Empire. Okay. This is they're they're finally fixing some things from back then. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, when the Ottoman Empire ended, there was actually a bit of a negotiated sort of resettlement of various minority groups. And, and was that Ataturk <clears throat> when you know he took over and made secular Turkey and? I think Ataturk came a little bit later. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, because just. I don't know that for sure, but just based on some of the things in this article, because right. I know that he was very secular, and it sounds like some of these initial reforms weren't necessarily all that secular. Right. Uh, but nonetheless, there was an assumption that basically Sharia would continue in Turkey at this point, and but they were trading religious minority groups. <laughs> okay, so they were saying those five thousand people are ours. Move them to Greece. Oh. And we'll trade them for those 5,000 Turks over there. Like you do. You know, and bring them back home. It's kind of the India-Pakistan thing, right? It's yeah. Like, all right, you just, yeah, everybody just move. Go go, right. go across this, this, this new line in yeah. the soil, and uh, because you're going to like life a lot better right. if you're just over on our side versus their side. Right. Well, but they negotiated that 110,000 uh, Greeks stay in Istanbul, and that 110,000... Um, Muslims stay in Western Thrace. But part of the deal was mm. that Sharia would be enforced for those 110,000 uh, Muslims. Oh, so th was this like a peacekeeping attempt to be like, all your people are over it, here? And I think it was mainly here? just the the volume. It was oh. the numbers of people that would be displaced. Gotcha. They, they were like, okay, a few hundred people here, a few hundred people there. Right. That's not that big of a deal. That's not going to completely disrupt yep. too many lives or be too expensive. But this was like, rip, I mean, ripping 110,000 Greeks out of, a, out of Istanbul at that point probably would have destroyed the economy of the city. Who knows? I don't know. Huh. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know what the thinking was. Right. But there was, there was just... But Sharia wasn't imposed on the non-Muslims. In the in Western Thrace, no, right, 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 just regular Greek law. Well, <laughs> but this is still happening today, right? In and, in the in modern Greece. country of Greece, yeah. And so they're actually going to put an end to it. And it's it's really weird because you're right. When Ataturk came along, <laughs> um, they they secularized. They switched to more sort of uh, European style uh, set law. of laws. Yeah. And uh, and they they were they were going west right like that was their whole thing yep and so the Greeks that were living in Istanbul it was just like oh great no big deal mm -hmm. right but then it left but there was no reform that took place at the same time in Greece to help these people out who were still living under Sharia weird right it just kept so, happening oh I see so the, the the Turks were living in a very secular society right. But the weird these these, these, so these Muslim, Muslims, formerly Turkish Greeks, right, were living under this primitive system in exactly a, in a more modern country. In a more modern country, well, right? That is a, actually a member of the European Union. That is a hot right? mess. And so they're they're going to do away with it, and they're going to make it uh, sort of a voluntary. And if one member of whatever, I, I want to volunteer to live under Sharia law. <laughs> well, people do though. I know. You know. Oh. Um, but if one member of any kind of disputed situation, right, yeah. whether it's like uh, inheritance or divorce or anything like that, if one participant chooses to go with the Greek laws, they all have to go with the Greek laws. Whereas right now, they're all just forced to go with the Sharia. Well, system. that is 
a better idea. It's a, it's much better. So yeah. they'll still be able to opt into it. It'll still be right. there. Um, but let's say officially. there's a, divo- a, a woman wants to leave a man under Sharia, but if they're Greek, she can say no. Right, exactly. It's secular. It's the the normal laws of Greek society. Right. And he has to abide by that. And then he has until to Until he sets her on fire with cooking oil like you do. Right. Yeah. And then he gets to be tried in a Sharia court. <laughs> Which will they're like they're like yeah that's what you do. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah, I mean I can't imagine living in a system like that. Yeah, you know where you have like the two options or whatever. I mean, it's, and living among Greek people who are just like whatever, dude. Like, yeah, who are you know fairly free except for their terrible economic downturn. Right. Exactly. And the rise of the weird Greek Nazis and. Yeah, I mean, but maybe, that's just maybe a, you want Sharia. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's better. Sharia might work a little bit better. Fuck. Um, I mean, I to be honest, I don't know what how a Sharia court really works and all that kind of stuff. But like, uh, well, it's just Quranic law, right? right? So it's shitty, and it's also open to the interpretation of whatever whatever Mufti is, whatever yeah, whatever right. quote unquote judge you're sitting in front of, right? You know, so it's generally not good. Right. All right. So, so that's happening. Wow, I've ne- Finally, that's fascinating. All of Greece will join the 21st century. I've never heard of or that. Or at least the late 20th century. What a weird yeah. problem you have, Greece. <laughs> sort your shit out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in, this, in, the, in the spirit of the season, uh, good news. Breitbarter says Trump effect won the war on Christmas. <laughs> 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 and Thanksgiving. So I, I, I'm sure you saw his well-attended Christmas tree lighting, which was as well-attended as his inauguration. Oh. Just tumbleweeds and, yeah. tumbleweeds and Nazis. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Breitbart Rome Bureau Chief. <laughs> they have a Rome Bureau Chief. Uh, Does the New York Times have a Rome Bureau Chief yeah, anymore? So uh, Breitbart apparently has a Rome Bureau Chief, Tom Williams, appeared on Breitbart Daily Radio program today to celebrate that more Americans have been openly expressing their faith and saying Merry Christmas, thanks to what he dubbed the Trump effect. How are they coming up with these numbers? Is there some methodology? How are they coming up with these numbers, Frank? (laughs) You know what's making the Trump effect that's making people say Merry Christmas is the warmth and beauty of the White House Christmas decorations this year. Oh, I know. (laughs) Somebody, somebody was saying, if people think you're evil, you don't get to do sticks and shadows for Christmas. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this morning on Breitbart Daily News, I've got the giggles today. It's the cold. Uh, uh, host Alex Marlowe spoke with Williams about international issues and the White House tree lighting ceremony. Marlowe asked Williams if there was uh, more for the president to be doing to promote Christmas, to which Williams responded that he hopes that the Trump administration continues the work it's been doing. People were really fed up with the war on Christmas uh, that we've <laughs> seen over the last few years uh, and really during the entire uh, the entirety of the Obama years. Uh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, I mean, it just it goes on from there. But he also said there, there was a war on Thanksgiving, apparently. What war on Thanksgiving? Everybody loves Thanksgiving. I was eating my turkey this year just thinking that I need to destroy this (laughs) tradition somehow. (laughs) War on Thanksgiving is absurd. Absolutely absurd. There are wars at the table on Thanksgiving, and that is as American as apple pie (laughs) and, you know, heart disease and Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, even Bill O'Reilly, I'd never heard the war on Thanksgiving. I didn't know that was... yeah. 
that was a thing. Well, nonetheless, like declaring victory in the war. Good. The war's over. Yeah. Let, like, let's hold them to this, actually. Right. The, uh, yeah, you know, you guys won. Yeah. And just let them, like... And by the way, I because, don't know... <laughs> what war? I, I, like, like there, there's people being offended by somebody saying happy holidays at a corporate department store chain. Yeah. Right? Like, because that's what it was. It was like, what war on fucking Christmas? Right. I mean, I guess there's... The, and it was the private the enterprise. nativity scenes off of public grounds. Right. There was that. I mean, okay... Okay, I guess that's a little bit of yeah, a, but that, that was a, a battlefield. That was a defensive action in the war on Christmas, right? <laughs> right that was yeah. just the rest of the world defending itself against the right. slop over of, Chris, you know, of, of Christianity. Right. But, you know, Christmas is the largest fucking American holiday. Right. I mean, more money changes hands during the Christmas season than any other time of year. Right. Jews have Christmas trees. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know what this fake ginned up garbage war on christmas that they think is it that's why it's easy for them to declare victory in it because right. it never happened right right I, I, let them have the victory i don't care i don't if we can I finally just let this like go like you know go to go 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 away right right lay right. this to rest it's done fine are you are in you in this as a talking point it's are, so dumb are you bugged by the the president lighting the national christmas tree who cares? I don't really care. I really don't. Care. It's no. like pardoning the turkey. Right. There are there there's symbolic there is a symbolic nature to the job. Right. And in addition to all the things that presidents normally are supposed to do properly, right. there's that garbage. There's right. like, you know, celebrating lighting the menorah for for the Jews on Hanukkah and sure. the feast of Eid and yeah. fine. These are all parts of our society. Yeah. And it's okay. I feel like it's completely okay for the president to acknowledge those things. Well, and I think if the president is going around and acknowledging all of them, yeah, right, and is actually participating at different uh, religious events equally, yeah, and you know, and not and not declaring himself a uh, a combatant in any of these pretend wars, which right. is what Trump is definitely right. doing, right? But if 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 he stays away from the nonsense, then yeah, go do all the other stuff. Who cares? Yeah, we get the Easter egg roll. Who cares? Nobody Halloween cares. Halloween at the White House. Who cares? It's cute. It's cute and it's fun. And yeah. it's, you know, it humanizes somebody. It's, he's not having much luck with that. <laughs> but uh, Especially not Melania. <laughs> oh. Did you see her standing behind the ballet? Yes. Dancers all stiff and rigid, just like a robot. It's like Hunger them. Games style. She was judging which would live. <laughs> right. And also yeah. when Trump lit the Christmas tree, this schmuck Stephen Miller is probably writing his speeches, uh -huh. but he's like, oh, it doesn't matter what faith or religion you are or you practice. We all agree in the miracle of Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, does anybody proofread any of this stuff? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and he's whenever he tries to do the religious pandering, he is just lost. Yeah, he's just in the in one of Melania's <laughs> spooky forests. So, anyway, good news, everybody. The war yeah. on Christmas has been won by Trumpism. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> the separation of church and state uh, is being that war know, wages on that 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 wages on again the... as American as anything else. Ooh, all right. Um, so there is a bill right now that just came out of committee in Congress. Mm. Uh, it's going to be going on to the House floor for uh, discussion. Uh, the, this, this bill is designed to allow churches 
to receive FEMA aid uh, in the wake of you know hurricanes and natural yeah. disasters and and so forth and so on. Uh, it's called the Disaster Recovery Reform Act, uh, also known as HR forty four sixty. If that, if you like to, you know, otherwise set known up a, as a, Let's Google gold, Alert, Let's Goldleaf Joel Olstein. <laughs> Yeah, Act exactly. Twenty seventeen, um, and this would uh, take away this uh, long-standing exemption uh, that uh, prevents churches from receiving aid to rebuild. Uh, now, the argument for this is uh, is that churches are often, you know, housing disaster victims. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, and they're, and some they're of them do an important prov- role. Some of them in, do provide relief and yeah, and do yeah, good exactly. shit. But the one thing that we cannot forget is that they also don't pay taxes. They don't contribute. They do not pay into our system, right? In any tangible way, right. any real way, and uh, and consequently, I don't know. I don't think that they sh- they should be. Totally. If agree. you guys want to pay taxes, then sure, let's rebuild you. Right, but until you start paying your t- your taxes, yep, uh, on your monthly windfall of money, your weekly windfall, and of just money. your giant fucking properties, yeah. just pay property taxes. Property tax would be great. Just pay property taxes that go to schools, right? That, sure, that fund local schools and, and yeah. you know, in your mun- municipalities, that would be a great start. <clears throat> yeah, but they refuse to, of course. They will not do it. Yeah, that's an assault. And in fact, that's, the uh, the IRS language originally, you know, what was written for these tax exemptions. Uh-huh. Basically, that's an offset for charitable work done. Right. So you are, in lieu of cash money, uh-huh. you're providing something to the community beyond the spiritual whatever of your or your voluntary congregants. Right. Right. That's not what you're getting tax exemption for. You're getting tax exemption for providing other services mm-hmm. to the community or the world <clears throat> at large. Hmm. And, you know, I wish there was a way to... I don't think there's any any auditing of that idea hmm. churches aren't forced to say okay we we fed this many people right we did this christmas drive we did this you know we don't they're not it's not scrutinized right they're, they're not filling out their taxes at the end of the year and listing no. all the the good stuff like you and to i have offset. to right like you and i have to if we if we contribute right. to charity um they have to prove no they have n- no proof nothing. proof nothing yeah yeah and i think i think if they want to remain tax exempt as per that agreement, then great. That should be, that should be documented and mm-hmm. audited, and they should have to prove it, like all the rest of us do. But does that, would, even if they did that, would that mean that they deserve FEMA, well, FEMA dollars to rebuild? I think if I think if they maybe I think if they were feeding, hung, you know, not every church has like homeless outreach, right? But if they could prove we have fed twenty thousand hungry people this year. We have contributed to this, you know, housing, right. yada, yada, yada. It's like, okay, well, you're, you're doing some of, you're offsetting some of what government does. And so that money could go toward, you know, restoring the uh, historic organ that got flooded out. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but maybe toward rebuilding the, 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 the service kitchen, and the soup the, kitchen itself. Yeah. And the, the little warehouse that they work out of to. Yeah, and now, and to to add insult to injury, mm-hmm. in this boondoggle nightmare of a tax bill, mm-hmm. the, there's the repeal of the Johnson Amendment. Right. So not only do they not want to pay taxes, they now want, you know, the speech that we subsidize that they have anyway. Right. Because their speech is they contribute nothing to the 
having free speech. We contribute right. to them having free speech. Now they want even more free speech right. and still pay nothing. So <sighs> I'm again it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, clearly this is all going to happen. It feels yeah. like it's going to happen. Well, they're already, you know, churches are already challenging the Johnson Amendment and right. and just saying, we endorse Roy Moore, yeah. you know, sue us. And who's enforcing it? Trump's IRS? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, any Canadian listeners, uh, Frank and I are clean. We're uh, industrious. We can help out. We, if you have a little mother-in-law's apartment, <laughs> right. you've got a dog. I've got three cats. Yeah. Yeah. It'll Easy. be great. Easy. It'll be really nice. Your national anthem's beautiful. Um, I, I'd probably prefer uh, Vancouver yes. over uh, oh, just about anywhere in Alberta. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we love you, Alberta. <laughs> if, nobody in, if nobody in Vancouver calls, we'll take Alberta. <laughs> you know, I'll, 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 go, I'll go ride the indoor roller coaster at the East Edmonton Mall or whatever it's called. That, that West sounds Edmonton, wonderful. East Edmonton. It's better than riding the roller coaster of <laughs> opening your uh, Twitter feed here every day in America. <laughs> All right, shall I go? Sure. Okay. Uh, one more Christmas story. Just, I don't know why, it's the season, and I'm in the spirit, and the war's over. Uh, a Christian pastor ruins Christmas for families taking pictures with Santa. What? No. Yeah. Because <laughs> why just be a regular old evangelical when you can, you can also be a terrible dick? Oh, my God. So a self-proclaimed pastor recently walked into a store in Alaska where kids and parents were waiting to take pictures with Santa and yelled to the crowd that Santa didn't, didn't really exist. Their parents put the presents under the trees, and Jesus Christ was the real reason for the season. This isn't the first time Pastor David Grisham. David Grisham? Is that the guy who writes the books? Uh, John Grisham. John Grisham. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is his brother. Uh, <laughs> David Grisham has done this. Uh, he's done it in Texas, um, and he put on, uh, let's see, he did the same thing in the mall in Texas and in 2010 with his group, Repent Amarillo. Uh, that's my favorite Uh. kink song, Repent Amarillo. (laughs) He published a video of Santa getting shot by a firing squad. Oh my God. This man is full of Christmas cheer. <laughs> um, and I, I, in the video, it's like the crowd's not really like paying much attention to him because they just think he's a crazy person. Right. But, uh, you know, he's yeah, right. He Santa doesn't person. exist. Right. Well done. We all, th- we all know that. Yeah. Just go Nobody f- in line except for maybe the youngest children actually yeah. think that Santa's real. Right. So yell, yeah. yell at them that the happy, nice thing doesn't exist. Right. But then tell them that the strange itinerant jewish preacher that there are no actual first-hand accounts of is totally for real right that walks on water and i like santa i like that i like that santa teaches uh small children to uh how to deal with the disappointment (laughs) of finding out that their uh that their god doesn't exist yeah it's like okay it prepares you neither of us have children What would you do, honestly? What would if you had kids? What uh-huh. would your approach to the Santa story be? Uh, it would be you set out Santa, you you know all your little Santa stuff, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, you oh it's Santa, it's Santa, you know. Oh look at you know go to them, walk through the mall, and look at Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, never once saying that it's real. Yeah, right. This is basically what my mom did. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Yeah, your Mormon mom. Uh huh. Um, and then the first qu- first time there's a question, first time there's any anything, it's just like, yeah, no, it's just a fun thing. Yeah. 
I would. I That's think, it. I think I would do the same thing, even though I would be. I have other complicated feelings about celebrating Christmas generally. Right. But if you're in American society and you don't want your kids to be those weird kids in school who get picked on because they don't have TV and all that, you know, yeah. you don't want to be those people. There's all this social pressure to participate in these things. I'd say, yeah, of course, it's a fun thing, but it's, it's not real. It's not real. It's just a character. Like you watch yeah. a movie. Right. That's just a character. It's not. A, it's an actor playing a part. Yeah. But it's a really fun thing. The question is, though, would you let your child dress up as a Disney princess? I, my son, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> my daughter, no. <laughs> she will be gender neutral. They, no. Uh, would I? I. Yeah. Would you not? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, I have. I. I don't like the whole princess culture thing. Mm. I think it sets girls up for, for uh, something that's a bad, a bad, not, not gender that. role. A bad gender role, mainly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's rough. Um, but I mean, that's that's beside the point. Uh. It's, would I uh, no I'd much rather have some some fun play about you know the Easter bunny and Santa Claus and witches and ghosts at Halloween mm-hmm. you know than than like having, Halloween's the perfect you know uh exercise to talk about this yeah. which is you know kids are super scared of of a lot of it but mm-hmm. they also just it's so fun right um, and I think it's really, it, it's a very interesting cultural phenomenon yeah. and it's really, you know, fun to see what kids gravitate to as, you know, this is the character I want to kind of inhabit mm-hmm. this year. And that's fascinating to me, yeah. but nobody's saying to their kids, oh, you can't be a werewolf cause they're real. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> right. Every, everybody knows these are all not real things. Right. Right. And, and I think, I, I don't know. I would think, and again, I don't have kids and I don't plan on having kids, but like I would think that these would be great moments to be able to have very interesting discussions with a kid mm-hmm. about what's real, what's not real. How do we, how do we, you know, kind of, you know, process, you know, these yeah. stories that get told us, and you know, and and you work in Jesus, you know, and be like, hey, listen, like, mo- like people actually do believe in Jesus, yeah, but in like large numbers, even after their children. Right. It is um, bizarre. But yeah. it's, you know, it's all basically the same thing. It's just, it's mythology, it's tradition, it's what you're raised with. And it is funny, you that, know, that like it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. And, and you can have those practice conversations maybe with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. It's funny know? that Christian parents set their kids up. Oh, yeah. Beautifully. And that they believe, like kids believe in Santa yeah. Claus. They're told this is a real thing. Yeah. And the, 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 National Weather Service, who, who NORAD tracks the sleigh, oh, yeah. and like at, society participates in this thing. So these Christian par- parents are setting their kids up to have this heartbreak moment when they realize, oh, that's yeah. not real. Right. That's odd to me. Yeah, but it's, I think it's good practice. It's good. It's very good I, practice. I, <laughs> <laughs> like right in there, in this deep dark place, you know, you just need to swoop in and be like, oh yeah, and Jesus isn't real either. Yeah. Just so you know. That's what we should do at the mall. We should just be the in our throne, the secular disappointment Santa. All right. Well, if you have other uh, disappointments of the season, please do let us know about them. Uh, you can email us. The email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8. 
Uh, we've got a great, vibrant community going on over on Facebook. Check it out, facebook.com slash TGIatheist. Uh, and if you're looking for uh, just a great place to go find other like-minded people, have a great discussions about everything that's going on, uh, you can also search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. It's a moderated group, so it stays uh, civil. <laughs> yeah, it's heavily moderated, I think. It's, <laughs> yeah. it has to be. it's troll-free. <laughs> it's right? troll-free. Hey guys, maybe you're like me and you have a hard time figuring out something to give that special guy for Christmas. Well, this holiday, Harry's is offering custom and limited edition shaving sets that really make an awesome gift. I have tried this out, folks, and I've got to say, I love using my Harry's razor. Uh, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I looked at those five blades and thought, really? We need an extra blade on there? I, I don't know if it was the fifth blade or just the overall design, but it's a extremely comfortable shape. And with the holidays upon us, let's face it, even though we're a bunch of atheists, we like to get people stuff. And to be honest, the packaging's so nice, I felt really special, very special when it arrived. The gift set includes, of course, their German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide an awesome, close, comfortable shave. There's a foaming gel... It smells great. Special limited edition winter chrome and emerald green handles. And you can personalize it with engraving. These are amazing quality products at super reasonable prices. Sets come ready to give in beautifully designed gift boxes. And they start for just $10. And as a special offer for our listeners, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off your order when you go to harrys.com slash TGIA. And this offer is only available for the holidays, so go take advantage of it. You know, and you might even find something for yourself at Harry's. This holiday, give Harry's and give Handsome. Get your holiday shopping done early and take advantage of free shipping. To get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last, go to harrys.com slash TGIA right now. That's harrys.com slash TGIA. Hey, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since uh, we've had Pat Robertson on the show. Or Has it been? Pat Robertson. Yeah. His crazy is, is getting old. You know, he just doesn't say it as... I, Do I don't these know. fuckers ever die? I don't know. They're but... just like cockroaches that just maintain. <laughs> <There> was... <laughs> anyway, uh, but he decided to open his mouth this week. Um, this is all about, you know, all the sexual harassment. Mm. charges that have been coming forward i'm sure he's got just the right take and on it. <laughs> uh oh yeah um it actually starts out okay okay and then and then he starts moment, talking in just one moment <laughs> right it shifts so let's take a listen years ago we had a makeup lady working here at cbn and she had previously worked on a show called hawaii 50 yeah hawaii 50 the old version yeah the old version and she said we were expected as staff members to provide, quote, sexual favors to guests who came on this show. You're kidding me. Yeah. And they said that was standard stuff. They, they were expected to do that. And I, I'm afraid that there were so many young starlets who this was standard stuff that they were expected to give sexual favors to 
high-powered executives in Hollywood. I mean, that, that was standard stuff. Now it's looked on as shocking, but folks, it's been happening a long time, and nobody said anything about it. And now they're finally wising up. But I just hate to see some of these men's careers. I mean, guys like Charlie Rose, these are terrific people, and I, I hate to see it happen. It, it's, it is shocking, and, um, you know, you hope that the allegations aren't as severe as being yeah. reported. We don't know the facts yet. We, we don't know if this is just one woman's account versus Matt Lauer. Um, we don't know, but, you know, we just These guys don't have a trial either. They, they, they don't have the rules of evidence to force these accusers to come forward with, uh, uh, you know, the preponderance of evidence is what you'd get in a trial. You, you don't have that now, so... Uh, these people's uh, careers are being ruined, and we just hope and pray that the women are telling the truth. But this Me Too thing, let me get in and do it. you got Roy Moore down in Alabama. He said, I didn't do any of it. Well, that's his statement. And uh, they've got these people who are claiming he did, and he said, I didn't. So, you know, well, in a case like, you know, Harvey Weinstein or somebody oh, like that, where, yeah, where, well, you, that was, where that you, was so you, you have so many women you can't even count them that's true. Uh, then you know you know where there's smoke there's fire well anyhow uh, that's i'm sorry well let's go away from that okay <laughs> that's hilarious amazing that's hilarious first of all he pat robertson likes charlie rose must do that's good man good man <laughs> wow so it took an amazing turn at the end there, but we'll get there. Well, yeah. I mean, at first he's like talking about like, oh yeah, like he's totally corroborating like, and 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 there's this woman who told me the story about you know, you know, sexual favors and blah blah blah, and, and clearly he's like totally believing her, right? Uh, uh, yeah. From the old Hawaii Five O, which was on the air in the '60s, right? Yeah, right. But he's he's like he's like yeah, she said it. Clearly, it must be true. And it's about liberal Hollywood. Right. And so he's fine with done it. Done and done. Right. Yeah. But then as soon as it's Roy Moore or well, anybody, uh, anybody in the media. Right. Right. Who he, and, and, anybody and, on his side of the media. Yeah, exactly. Right. Then he's like, well, the preponderance of it. No, no, no. This is not about, this is not about going to jail or right. fines or punish. This is not about punishment. Right. Right. This is about somebody's reputation. Yeah. That's what this is. Well, and also, I love that the, the people who were screaming to, you know, lock Hillary up because she, you know, went against some State Department protocol and, you know, that Obama was clearly a Muslim from Kenya. There's no... All of a sudden, they're obsessed with evidence and proof. Uh -huh. All of a sudden, they... Well, you know, it has to be proved beyond a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> right. And, you know, so much sexual harassment is a conversation or a moment mm. between two people. With no one else around. Right. There's no proof. Right. Right. There's rarely any evidence. Right. Right. It's just simply the word of someone versus the word of someone else. Right. And unfortunately, that's fucked up because it, it favors the, you know, perpetrator mm -hmm. generally. Yeah. And uh, now all of a sudden there's been a shift. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's scary for someone like Pat Robertson. Yeah, one wonders. If, <laughs> did you see Geraldo Rivera on Twitter the other day just going through the roof about, well, what if their reputations are be, being ruined? Like, what sexual harassment anyway? Nobody can even define what it is. I mean, oh, it's like, Geraldo, 
<laughs> Darling, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do for years and years and years? Uh, and we're working at Fox News. Not kidding. Um, so, yeah, that's – and then at the end, when it's like after saying, well, Roy Moore says he didn't do it, so – Right. So good enough We're for good me. There. What about Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> Obviously. I think she's the I think the, the co-host here is up to like I think she got that in as a little jab. Oh, because, you do. Because her whole thing is when there's so many accusers, he says the whole thing. And then she goes, well, and sometimes there's so many accusers, yeah. which, of course, there are with Roy Moore. You mm-hmm. have to be living under a rock to not to not know. Yeah. Uh, and and. Pat Robertson immediately, immediately takes takes the bait. He's like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." That, you know, yeah. And, and, but then he's like, "Yeah, but." And then he starts to shift shift the topic away. Right? Well, I like, will say that Harvey Weinstein seems to be leading in the medals count. No, that's true. At this point, right? But what what's Roy Moore up to? Like, is it over ten people? I, yeah, I, nine is the number that was in my mind. But if it's if there've right. been more, I haven't been paying that close of attention to the. I haven't account. checked in two minutes. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's go to some emails. Yep. Uh, this is from Rebecca. She says, love the show. You guys are the best, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, my husband is a firefighter, and every year they donate a truckload of toys, uh, something like $2,000, uh, including bikes and all the cool crap of the year. Uh, last year, they did the Marines toys for tots, but they decided against this year because... Uh, the next closest fire department had their toys returned to them after the Marines thought that the people were driving too nice of cars to to need toys, blah, 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 for their kids. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't love that, um, but I couldn't, but I can't fault them for not wanting to donate to a group that decides if your car's too good. Okay. Oh, so she's saying, yeah, uh, good. Don't donate to the Toys for Tots because who are you the fuck to? to judge to right? judge okay uh, anyway um they couldn't think of anyone to donate to besides the fucking salvation army hmm. uh so a shit ton of toys were given to a church do you guys have any ideas about any other groups that do drives uh they love giving stuff but i just can't let them keep giving to such a shitty church like the salvation army yeah um and then she kind of uh, clarifies that this is the association of the fire department. It's not actually the municipal um, side okay. of the whole thing. This is like an organization. The union um, or something like that. Yeah, or yeah. something along those lines. Right. Um, and so basically, yeah, what we kind of uh, thought about this and talked about it a little bit about, you know, where could where we would could it around you give a, little, like, yeah. a bunch of toys um, if that's what, you know, these firefighters want to be doing. And what's frightening is frightening. What's tough is you really have to do due diligence because when you drill down into so many charities, they're, they're kind of stealthily Christian, right? Right. Or stealthily, stealthily religious. And so it's, you know, doesn't the Salvation Army require participation before aid? Isn't that the kind of their um, thing? I, I don't, uh, I think they do something along those lines. If nothing else, their thrift store and the proceeds from the thrift store also do help the the church operate and that right. kind of stuff, for, just from my understanding. And it's, it's a super uh, LGBTQ unfriendly church. Yeah. 
organization. But I do think that this it, that service is in exchange for participation. So gotcha. you have to go to a, a praise session or something before you can get a meal. Okay. Right. Generally. And, right. and I think that that's probably the same for receiving uh, right. to- toys and, and sure. And, and that's the thing about the Salvation Army is that it has this name that we, we, I don't know why we don't hear the word salvation. Yeah. When we say it, but I know I don't. I, I don't think it's just hear... such an old kind of considered venerable institution right. in at least in America. The, the bell ringers, and we just kind of forget what it is. Yeah, you grow up with it. It's in the in the. Getting, yeah. Realize it half the time. But anyway, so um, avoid the bell ringers if you totally can, give as far as like giving. I would say give your money directly to a panhandler rather than a bell ringer. Yeah. Because at least that's direct. And whatever that person does with it is whatever that person does with it. Sure. Right. <clears throat> so right. I that, don't, I personally, I don't encourage panhandling, but then, but uh, 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 rather than the bell ringer, definitely. it would be preferred. Yeah. But, but I, we were, we yeah, came up ahead. with a great idea. Actually, you came up with a great idea, which would be to find a, uh, a school yeah. in, in your area that maybe has a lot, you know, maybe looks like a title one school, yep. which means that there's a lot of kids living in poverty, right? There's a high percentage of kids living in poverty that attend that school. And maybe there's a principal who'd be able to help set something up or yeah, something think, along those lines. I think that it's might a brilliant be a, idea. One yeah. civic, one civic organization to another civic organization, you know, exactly. public organization right. to another directly with no middleman, right. you know, directly helping kids in the community. Yeah, and it's going to go out to a broad swath of kids. It's going to yeah. go to the, the kids in need in that particular community, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that have, you know. Probably parents who were of all all religious backgrounds, all yep. ethnic backgrounds. Yep. And so it's probably the best way to actually reach a broad community, period. Yeah, and it's and it's know? local and I think it stays you know, it stays in your community and yeah. it probably requires a little more legwork than just plugging into an existing charity. Uh-huh. You know, but it probably doesn't require a lot. Right. You know, I'll bet the school would be down with it. I'll bet they'd, you know, love to serve their kids that way. Right. And, you know, firefighters are the good guys in, in the community. I'm sure yeah. they'd love to be part of that, too. So I, I think that's kind of a fun idea. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know what your circumstances were, Frank, but I grew up. Uh, we weren't poor, but for some reason we were obsessed with acting like it. Okay. And so Christmas, you know, it lived in a fairly affluent neighborhood. So for us and for the other poor kids that I was kind of around, Christmas mostly just made everybody feel like shit. Yeah. Right, because you didn't get the skis and you didn't get the car and you didn't get the like awesome mm. clothes. So even though I have no love for Christmas, that any any way that that can be mitigated, I think, right. and if you can do it directly through the school and yeah. in your community, maybe that's a that's a really positive thing. Huh. All right, I, um, I think I think it's a great idea. All right, and then we have uh, an email from Julie, and. Uh, she says, in response to the sexual harassment controversy, I have some thoughts. Mm. I have seen or participated in several conversations about this, including some on the TGIA members only lounge. And I'm always, or I'm nearly always disappointed by the response from males. There have been some great, really thoughtful and considerate responses, but they are always in the minority, nearly drowned out by uh, the quote, not all men, nervous breakdowns, and cries of witch hunts. Never mind that women are being assaulted and harassed and treated like second-class citizens. Somehow it's the men who are the true victims here. The harassment is obviously a huge problem and disheartening, 
but I don't know a single female who is surprised by the quantity of cases that have come out. We know this is everywhere. This is not news. What I find far more disheartening is a response from the general population of males. The harassment comes from a place of asserting power over people they don't view as equal, and the response to the controversy shows that. At risk of overgeneralizing, most men, or at least far more than are actively preying on women, have a parallel lack of respect for women. Uh, this is no surprise, as it has been shown in many other ways, but, it, but it's never been more clear than now. It's something I see from other majority groups as well. For example, white people immediately breaking down into petty irrationality at the idea that there is still racial inequality in the U.S. Until we gain respect for other people's experiences and are able to hear and accept bad things about our own in-groups and then work on them, these issues will never be resolved. Love the podcast. Thanks. Um, Great. Huge yeah. question. Yeah. Um, I thank you. I mean, really, in a lot of ways, just thank you for the point. Yeah. Um, you know, the <sighs> this is a this is a tough moment. I, I hope that actually I hope this continues to be a tough moment for Americans. I hope we don't let ourselves off too easily here because oh, we'll find a way. <laughs> we'll find a way. It's starting that we're starting to hear the ways that people are going to be defending off um you know, um, accusations of, of sexual harassment mm -hmm. and this first wave of um, sexual harassers and sexual predators um, that they are the only the only ones to whom this is going to stick. Right. Um, and that people like Geraldo Rivera <laughs> clown are, are somehow maybe going to if allegations come out, didn't allegations actually come out against Bette him. Midler went on Barbara That's Walters, I think, and said that yeah. he actually drugged her and groped her in the in the 70s, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just pff, nothing came of that. Right. Um, and, so, and, and yeah, women in the past have come out and said things. Anita Hill famously Anita Hill. Yeah. got barbecued. Right. And she was making incredibly credible yeah. Uh, statements right. that a lot of people corroborated. That's the kind of person Clarence Thomas was. Right. If you if you're too young or not American, you don't know who Anita Hill is. There's it's. I think there was just a film about it. Yeah, there Anita. was something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's anyway. So you know when we were talking about this a little bit before, atheist skeptics. Right. What is our job? Right. It is to constantly examine truth claims and to constantly examine what our, our own truth claims right. and what we feel about the world and et cetera. So this moment that America and hopefully the rest of the world is having of men, especially auditing their past and rewinding mm -hmm. the tape right. and saying, Oh fuck. Yeah. I did that one thing once, or I was like that. I was that guy. Right. Um, you know, you and I, two gay men, yeah. you know, what did we think? 90 north of 90% of men in America have put someone in a position at some point right. that was harassing or po possibly assaultive. I include myself in that. Right. I'm sure like when, when we, especially when we were in the closet, when right. we were little kids, just fitting in with the, the boy group. Right. I know I did stupid shit. Right. I know I said hurtful, stupid things. Right. And good. 
let's think about that. Mm-hmm. Let's all, all of us, you know, I'm just going to speak for my tribe, men. Mm-hmm. Let's all of us rewind the tape and have this moment and be honest with ourselves. Right. Because it can always be better. Right. You know, it, and I think there's people who are afraid of that examination of the, of themselves and their own behavior. Well, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult. Hard. And yeah, you might have you got, some real landmines in the past. Yeah. And you might have to admit that you were wrong. Right. You might have to say, I'm sorry. Right. You might, you know. And that's terrifying to people. Yeah. And I am willing to bet that's driving a huge amount of this response. Yeah. You know, that how dare, look, there are men who probably in their own minds really truly believe mm-hmm. that they've never been that person. Right. Consciously. They think they've never been that person. And maybe they're largely right. But it's not a bad idea to examine it and to yeah. think about it, even if you are a good guy and there are yeah. plenty of good guys. Right. It's not all men. Sure. Right. But, but don't yell at women experiencing this moment. Right. About what, you know, don't tone police women. Right. Saying that this is, this fucking happens every day. And this is a constant problem from girlhood on. Right. And street harassment and boys being shitty in school. Uh, you know, right. Well, yeah, and I th- I think the 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 one thing that maybe if you're just like it can't possibly be this pervasive of a problem, just look at the women in your life and the utter lack of surprise on their face <laughs> that yeah. that any of this is happening and yeah. coming out and that this is news, right? Like mm-hmm. it's so unsurprising to any of them except maybe on the level of wow, it's actually happening. We're actually yeah, having su- this discussion. Right, that they're surprised right. that suddenly there's a, a, a societal penalty right. for these like, men. Wow, that's that's surprising. But the fact that the men did it, yeah. not surprising. No, yeah. not surprising. But surprising to men. Right. And this... <laughs> like, like, just like, what? And this whole fucking locker room talk. Yeah. You know, there's all these dodges. And locker room talk is definitely mm. one of them. Like, that's okay. Right. Like, it's okay to speak so disrespectfully about people because of their immutable nature right right it's it's why is it different than racism well how is it different than racism it's it because the level of homophobia mm. that is going on in the locker room right if we're gonna yes. right is is palpable and every man walking around with a towel or showering with other men yeah. has to prove has to be demonstrative of how heterosexual they are. Right. Right. Because there's all these naked men around. It's and a, of course, there's a bunch. And, and the ones who are probably being the most vocal are the ones who have, you know, a little bit of attraction toward their buddy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a super interesting tie in, too, is especially in that moment or in in guy, guy, guy moments, sure. in poker games or whatever. Right. The gay panic. Yeah. Tying into this this, you know insane misogyny and, yeah. and shit that's abroad in our culture. Right. That is, I don't think there's any way to escape that as a huge root cause. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So it's, you, it's homophobia fueling misogyny. Yeah. It's because you can't have these like wonderful, good, positive feelings toward this friend of yours, this other male friend of yours. Yeah. Without having to also be sure that you demonstrate that your affection for him is, is not sexual. Yeah. And so how do you do that? You talk about, your conquests and you yeah. talk about you know yeah whatever just see right. the hmm on her and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah so i think it's the the rea- the reactions she's this this emailer is getting are yeah. 
ter- stupid and terrible. And, yeah. you know, men, sometimes it's okay not to say anything. Sometimes <laughs> just let somebody tell their story. Yeah. And let them feel like they're authentically having a moment of being heard. Yeah. And don't fucking respond. Right. Or just say, thanks. I appreciate you sharing. Right. You can just affirm. Right. 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 Why tone police these, these, this woman coming forward and saying, I'm frustrated with this. I've been putting up with this my whole life. Right. You don't know that she hasn't. Right. You know, just assume she probably has, like you say, based on all the women in your life being like, yawn. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is how it is. So. Well, all right. Uh, thanks again for the email. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, we have to move, move on and thank uh, a new donor to the show. Wonderful. Uh, Bree, who is uh, giving at the uh, Faithful level. So new Faithful oh. listener, Bree. Thank you so much. Who doesn't um, love Bree? <laughs> I adore Bree. I do, too. Nice Bree, we love nice you. little cracker. We love uh, your cheese, Bree. <laughs> Keep making it. Uh, and, uh, and if you'd like to join Brie, you can do so by going to the think to thank God and supporting on or clicking on the support tab. Uh, that'll take you to Patreon and, uh, where you can sign up, become a donor, whatever level you prefer. Uh, we have a, a goal that we're working toward. We're, we're now thanks to these, uh, most recent donations, uh, and new subscribers. We're up to 71% of the new goal. And so if you want to come and help us out and help us reach the next level, uh, we'd really appreciate it. And of course, we always have to thank our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Angela. Angela. Wow, she's how very we generous. Thank you. Yes. And how she blesses all of us in the name of Angela. Angela. Amen. <laughs> Forever and ever. Amen. All right, Mark. Well, Frank, uh, it's time to uh, continue our ongoing Roy Moore discussion. I'm thank God I'm atheist. Oh, fuck <laughs> this guy. You know, oh, man, can we? Okay, I I want to vote. Let's vote. Mm-hmm. I say he can have his big fancy five ton Ten Commandments monument back <laughs> if. We can set it on his saggy old balls. <laughs> Who's with me? I think that's a great idea. Now, Roy Moore, sadly, has become this like household name. Yeah. I remember, you know, we just, what, TJA just celebrated its sixth anniversary. Yep. And uh, I remember probably- Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, that almost six years ago, probably, or somewhere around the six-year mark, mm-hmm. uh, was the first time I'd ever heard the man's name. Uh, okay. Dan had an article about one of these Ten Commandment things, and uh, and I'm like, who? And he's uh, like, Roy Moore, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. And I remember just being like, okay, what and a yokel, na- what and, a yokel, and, who cares? But, right? And 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 clearly, this is a name that I'll never have to remember. Right. Right. Like this is just let's just all right, let's move on. And then he kind of popped up again, and then he popped up again, and then it's, it's a name that I knew, and then all of a sudden. Roy Moore is running for the Senate. Right. And it was like, and nobody I, that I knew had real context for like, oh, yeah, Roy Moore. Yeah, he mm-hmm. sounds like, a, you know, just a, you know, <laughs> Alabama uh, Republican. Exactly what you would expect. You can beat and up like, on Alabama. No! <laughs> no, he's not just a normal Alabama yeah. Republican. He's a radical. 
He is, he is truly, truly radical. Even among today's con- uh, Republican Party, even among, yeah. I think, the Christian right. He, he's, he's a he's radical. An extremist. He's an extremist and, yeah. and not, not a gifted man. He's not... <laughs> if you hear him speak, uh-huh. his public speaking, you yeah. know, again... I love my southern brothers and sisters. I'm going to adjust, you know, adjusted for removing a very, very thick Alabama accent. Right. He's still a fucking idiot. Right. He's not a smart man. Right. But he's just, he's tickled all the right juice spots of conservative, you know, southern uh, Christian power. Right. And, you know, the fact that he's been fired twice. (laughs) From the Supreme Court of Alabama. Yeah, which unfortunately elects their judges. Right. Um I don't know if it'd be better if they appointed them. <laughs> who knows? But if the governor oh. appointed them, but yeah, who um, can say? But you know, both times for acting uh, unconstitutionally, right? Right for the Ten Commandments monument in the in the mm-hmm. courthouse, and then the second time for refusing to recognize the federal, the the Supreme Court's decision on marriage equality. Right, exactly. Which is the law of the land. That's how it works. Right. That's how the judicial system works. You You're a judge. Right. You don't get to opt out. Right. That's not how this, that's not how it works. And and, and he's this, only more beloved for yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to like throw around their words, judicial activism seems a perfect right word to use against and about this this man. But yeah. He he doesn't care what the law actually says. He cares what, you know, right. Roy Moore believes. Right. He believes he believes in in a higher law. In a much higher yeah. law. Who yeah. was, uh, there was uh, somebody during the Bush years was scolded by uh, in the Senate or something for saying, look, you put your hand on the Bible and swore to uphold the Constitution. You didn't put your hand on the Constitution and swear to uphold the Bible. <laughs> that's brilliant. And that's kind of what, yeah. that's how Roy Moore thinks. He's a dominionist Christian. Right. Uh, I don't know if he's part of the Seven Mountains fucking thing, but yeah. he is part of this thing, this complementarianism movement. That we, yeah, yeah. This, this is some interesting stuff. I wasn't fully aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, complementarianism being sort of this uh, belief held by some conservative christians mm-hmm. and um jewish folk even um and probably other probably a lot of people <laughs> who religions that who believe it but don't know what the word is right um but it's the idea that men and women have different but complementary roles mm. to perform in life mm-hmm. and specifically the household i think yeah. i think i think a lot of this is about home life right and about society in general the roles that women should have you know the kind of jobs that women should probably have or not have or preferably not have right um and so consequently um you know th- there's a lot that ties into this and this this actually came to uh, my attention uh thanks to the religion news service uh something that was up on on their site yeah. about uh th- this something written by a woman by the name of uh Catherine uh Brightbill um who is is talking about in her article how evangelical courtship culture, which was a new concept for me, um, normalizes older men mm-hmm. dating younger, well, girls. Yeah, uh, and uh, and how this is not uncommon uh, for men who are a bit older, late twenties, thirties, whatever, dating teenagers. Yep. And because basically these women haven't lived independent lives yet, they, they haven't had a taste of freedom and they are still hopefully uh, sort of 
betrothed to their fathers <laughs> in those those horrible chastity Dude. commitment things that you know these it, it takes it what used to just be mildly creepy this like daddy daughter dance thing yeah. they took that and they turned it into like the 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 most fucked up it's a horror show i backward thinking yeah uh women hating yeah uh, uh things it, it, it's really really strange yeah uh, this any- this idea that a, a a girl not let's not use the word woman yet right a girl is handed yeah as property from her father to a, probably a guy her close to her father's age sure yeah. you know and that's and that there's no there's no gap there. There's no independent moment. There's no gap no. here. <laughs> there's, there's no gap here. There's no, there's no, uh, probably no college. Oh, for sure. You know, and maybe Liberty University, but yeah. And really like you, you, maybe are you even finishing high school from the sound of it? Like if you're marrying off, if, if you, truly, truly you are a child bride, yeah. if you're 16, 17, even 18 years old, mm-hmm. you know, when you're getting married and I would take that even a few years older than that you're basically a child bride right you're not you're, you're At, probably not ready to be getting into what you're about to be getting into and you're definitely nobody has like that guy doesn't have any business being in a relationship with you well right two 18 year old kids get married and i'll bet almost everyone including some of these people in alabama would say boy that's a little young for those kids to get married right that's pushing it. Sure. Now, we're from Utah. It's it's not uncommon at all. Right. In fact, it's fairly common for 21-year-old guys and 19, 20-year-old girls to get married, which is bananas to me. Right. But, you know, at least they're contemporaries. Exactly. At least yeah. these are two people going on life's journey kind of at a similar – from a similar place. Yes. Now, the odds are stacked against them. You get married so young. It's just crazy. Do something else with your life. But the fact that you're just you're just replacing your father with another father – Right. Who fucks you. Right. Is crazy to me. Well, this is, I mean, but it's, it's to cement the idea for this woman, Mm -hmm. right? That the male is dominant and the female is submissive. Totally. And, and by using age as the mechanism for that, right. And lack of life experience. Mm -hmm. It's a tremendous advantage. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. That, that's going to, I don't know if work is the right word, but it's, you know, that it, 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 it seals the deal. It makes it really hard for that, that young woman to, uh, now, uh, have any kind of independence exercise, any, any, any similar, you know, the power dynamic is so skewed, right? Because he will always be that older man, right? Always be, she's going into the marriage without a dollar. Right. Right. She's going in, uh, into the marriage with no education and no no advantages uh, for herself. Right. Right. But that and that's the point. Right. So this the same so, author expanded in the in the L.A. Times. And she uh-huh. talks about how this is extremely common in these evangelical communities that these future husbands, whatever, will start grooming them at like age 13, 14 with daddy's consent. To admit, so the, the women understand what is expected of them right. as far as, well, this is what he likes to eat. This is how he likes his shirts pressed. Right. You know. Go uh, go learn from his mother. Yeah. So it is. Because I remember that old one. The, the go bride, learn from the, his mother. The bride would go and learn the, the recipes from 
this is pretty old school stuff. This oh, is, man. <laughs> but this is what, but some women would do, right? Know. In certain communities, they would they would go in, our, in Mormon communities. Go go learn no, some of those. This, this was outside mm, of that. Good recipes. <laughs> Here's his favorite casserole. <laughs> no, but like so to tie this back around to uh, Roy Moore. Yeah, because this is this is what's important is the the fact that he is this guy. And we can we don't need all of the accusations and all of the stories, right? Uh, to to know this, we can look uh, no further than uh, his wife, right? In order to know that that's who this man is, right? Because it, it, in his defense, one of his rambling, dunderpated mm-hmm. defenses <laughs> of this whole thing was uh-huh. he said that he first noticed his wife when she was fifteen. Yeah, and I think she's fifteen years his junior, right? His wife, yeah. so. So she I, was I'm not one, a lawyer, right. but Roy, shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> um, but he he has he has all but admitted to it. Yeah. And OK, so Roy Moore, in addition to being a creeper. Right. When he was doing this, he was so predacious when he was trying to get these girls according to their stories. And I have no reason there's no reason under the sun to disbelieve what these women are saying. Right. Because coming forward means your life is fucking over. Right. Right. So she's come for, these women have come forward. He was an officer of the court. Uh He was, he was a district attorney. His job was to prosecute people doing this kind of thing. Right. And he would hang out outside of custody hearings where girls were, children are sometimes sent out of the courtroom. So they can't hear some terrible thing their parents are arguing about. And it, these children in their most vulnerable state, here comes an authority figure and says, hey, let's go to the woods. Ugh. And then he'd try to take them, you know, drive out to the woods or wherever he did and tried to assault them. So not only was he just a standard creeper. Right. He was a law enforcement official, essentially, right. which is dis- doubly, triply, quadruply fucked up. Right. And disgusting because he probably knew exactly what he could do to get away with it. Yeah. So, um and then he got banned from the mall. <laughs> he got banned from the mall because he was too big a creeper. Can we just uh, be done with this? Like I, that that's that's enough for me. Yeah. Like insane. <laughs> like I I don't know how you go from being banned from a shopping mall because you were going after the young girls to being the Supreme Court being on the Supreme Court of you know, Alabama. Yeah. Being like, like, this is, this is insanity. How does this happen? Right. You well, know? you know, you and I are certainly f- familiar enough with the insanity of red state politics. Sure. Yeah. Right. And right. so, you know, yes, Alabama, we're taking a shit on you because of Roy Moore, but you know, we gave the world Jason Chaffetz. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like we're not so different. You and us, Alabama. <laughs> uh, and you know, I certainly, our church and state, you know, fights are intense and huge right. in Utah. Right. Uh, so I get it. Like somehow the worst can rise to the top. Sure. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he's pull, I think he's pulling a little ahead in most polls oh, of man. Doug Jones, who by all metrics is a decent, he's a pillar of the community. Yeah. Right. A decent man who broke open the cold case of the 16th street church bombing, which was in 63. 
I think, in Birmingham. Yeah. And, you know, I think one, one KK member got caught because he was just even stupider than most. <laughs> and then there was no appetite in Bull Connors, you know, right. Alabama to, to really find out, to bring everybody to justice. Right, exactly. And when, when Doug Jones got into the DA's office, he, uh, he said, no, open that cold case. This is what we're doing. Wow. And he tracked these guys down and prosecuted them, and they are in jail. Right. The surviving KKK guys are in jail. So that guy huh. is soft on crime <laughs> and bad right. bad for, you know, whatever Trump says he's bad for. Right. So, I, by the way, driving over here, I saw Air Force One fly over. Right. Because Trump's in town. Trump's in town. And I was yep. driving on the freeway, and it flew over. And rather than the kind of sense of giddy childhood, like, oh, my God, there's the president— I just felt sick. I just right. be, because from this flight, he apparently this flight here, he called Roy Moore to endorse him and say, you have my endorsement. Oh. So this this is a fascinating moment, Frank, because, you know, the, those of us in the skeptical community have always known the Christian right is a, a, a bullshit. It's a facade. Right. They stand for nothing. Right. Except power and, and domination. Right. But they've managed to fool a lot of people, <laughs> right, to thinking that they're actually moral. Yeah. But I think everything about them and who they are and what they believe and the veneer that they've tried to convince us is real is wrapped around the axle of this Roy Moore train wreck. Mm. So, you know, if anything indeed matters anymore, this should be Waterloo for yeah. <laughs> the Christian right because they're, they're all – what major Christian right figure has not – has come out against Roy Moore. I can't, no, I can't no. think of a single one and I've been no. paying attention. Right. Um, anyway. Well, there you have it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just another nugget, just another way to yes. understand this. So the, the, the election is December 12th. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see. I think if, I think if he loses, there's going to finally be a level of panic in the conservative politics that there needs, maybe they're going to have their soul searching moment. Who knows if they're capable? You have yeah. to have a soul to search it. Right. Exactly. Um, but he, there's sold no, that a long time ago. There's no guarantee he's going to lose, <sighs> you know, which is unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable to me. Right. Like I, I, I just like, I, 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 I don't <laughs> believe it. I cannot, I, I it, it, it's it's the I can't believe Donald Trump is president, right? You know that same thing that took so long to wrap my head around. Yeah, you know that every it's... every day is a new unfolding. Yeah, many splendored clusterfuck. Yeah, but you know the 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 people who are supporting more the Christian right people who are supporting more. Mm -hmm. Of course, the first thing that the first go to is demonize the women. Mm -hmm. They're all liars because all women are Jezebels and and whores, and that's you know why they have to be passed from their father to their new father right because they can't be trusted they're they have a an animal instinct that must be controlled by men at all times <laughs> but then they have all these other carve outs that are you know uh trump is is king david he's an mm. imperfect messenger for god's vessel you know he's an imper imperfect vessel for god's message right um they have all these little biblical outs which i just beginning to think that the bible might be problematic <laughs> So you're just coming to this. Yeah. It's just suddenly occurring to me live on the podcast, but, um, but they always have these outs. Yeah. They never have to confront that their movement is 
garbage. They right. never have to confront that it is incompatible with modernity right. and legalism and everything that modern civilization is, they are not. Right. But And they just keep finding a way to excuse fucking rapists and, you know, well, yeah. that they're, that they're the president, the hill they're going to die on is Donald Trump and Roy Moore. And Trump is, you know, the seven deadly sins made flesh. Right. And yet no Democrat was ever perfect enough. Right. You know, they, the standards that they hold all the rest of us to. Right. That they want all of society held to that do not apply to themselves. Right. Because we are okay with abortion and gay marriage. Right. I mean, that's it. This and is then women the... marrying who, whoever the fuck they want or right. not. Right. At, 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 in their own time. Right. Right. This is, this is the culture war. It's, yeah. It's not over. Right. They are still fighting. And what's they crazy is hard. I hold the standard I hold myself to is the standard I will hold anybody else to. Yeah. There's no difference there. Right. But they want all of us to be held to these, these antediluvian, you know, Old Testament standards but, but, that I mean, do not apply to them. But that's, that's the point. They're not, they don't care about holding an individual to a standard, or at least mm. that's what I'm kind of starting to realize. Right. Um, they only care about their, their two or three issues. Yeah. And that's it. Right. Everything else be damned. Right. Everything else. It's just power damned. and domination. Yeah. Um, and that they don't want to pay taxes. Right. Now, if, if, you or I ran for office mm -hmm. as a gay man, mm -hmm. they would, it would be the end of the world. Right. They would scream to high heaven right. because we're sexual, <laughs> because we're sexual deviants and sexual predators. The same fuckers that are supporting Roy Moore support uh, uh, bathroom bills, right. anti-trans bathroom bills, because, well, those people are predators. Well, here this guy is, you know, almost provably a sexual predator. Well, God's forgiven him. Right. Or I don't believe you, or you're all liars. Right. I he'll, mean, it's just... He'll vote with the president. Right. He'll vote with this other fucking horrible sex pest, <laughs> you know, uh, misogynistic, evil bastard. It's just... It's it's crazy-making. This is... I'm, I'm 19 years old, and look how gray I am, because that's how crazy-making <laughs> this whole thing is, right? right. And, yeah. and they wonder... All these conservative religions wonder why young people are just walking away in droves. Right. And yet this is how they behave. Right. So. Well, then, I mean, are they, are they you know, digging their own grave? Hope, it, yeah, I think so. I mean, does this come, what, when and how soon does this come to Dude. a head? <laughs> like, I need it to come to a head. Like sometime this year, I need a day off or sometime in the next year. Right. It's you just know? like, I need to like, it, it not needs open to my... implode. It, it needs to yeah. like the, the, the emperor has no clothes. Right. And we all need to just accept it and you know, see it. And the, even if it, even if Roy Moore does flame out, they have, you know, the, the religious right and the politically very, very conservative, right. Even if they're not super religious, always have this other out, which is, uh, conservatism didn't fail this person failed conservatism, right? So Roy Moore, it's like if, if, if he has to be, this is the other thing that makes me nuts about it. The importance of a scapegoat. Mm. Just let one guy go down. Just burn him down. Mm. Just act like you care about these crimes mm -hmm. and pull your support and have one sacrificial lamb, but they just can't. Hmm. They, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. look how quickly 
the left because, side of the universe discarded Harvey Weinstein, right. and you know Al Franken, who in his pub in his in his political life has been nothing but a champion right. for the underdog. Uh, you know, he really pushed through all of this protections for rape in the military. Mm -hmm. If these things are true about him, dude, what the fuck? Right. You should go. John right. Conyers, you should go. They yeah. can't just put pin all their sins on one schmuck and put him out on an ice floe. They're just un unable to lose. They can't let that happen. Well, then the whole thing comes crumbling down. Because right. how many, uh, like... How far does it go? Yeah. Right? And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a, they're a different beast. than They are a different animal. Anyway. So, come on, Alabama. <laughs> you can do this. These, your we're friends from Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while, the good guys win. So, make it happen, Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. if you have anything that you'd like to add to this conversation, please do so. We'd love to hear from you. The uh, email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number to do that is 424-666-8442. And then, you know, go find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Atheist. And, uh, you know, also on Facebook, we have the TGIA Members Only Lounge. It's worth searching for and becoming a member. Uh, it's uh, There's a great community there. Uh, just waiting for you to become a member of it. Uh, and you can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Atheist, And you can give to us on Patreon. You know, just go to our website. And thank you, Mark, for being here. Happy to be here. It's been a while. I'm so happy to be back, Frank. It's, yeah, uh, it's great. Such wonderful subject matter today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, and, uh, of course, we also need to thank Mackenzie. Uh, who uh, posts everything on Facebook. And then... Uh, and the Red Rock Hot Club for Red their Rock amazing Club, music. Absolutely. Yeah. And Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Oh, yes. I'd like to thank him as well. Uh, He's got a wonderful organ. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks. We sure Bye. do appreciate you. Bye-bye. <laughs>